0: The Carl Perkins Act, which has seen a variety of name changes, was first authorized by the federal government in 1984 with the goal of increasing the quality of academic, career, and technical skills through career and technical education in the United States. I'm Chaney Mosley, and I was a beneficiary of that act, but it wasn't until I was in high school that a teacher really encouraged me to think about future options. And while I've had a fulfilling career over the last 20 or so years, I can't help but wonder how my life might have been different if I had dreamed about my future work before high school. And that's why the Association for Career and Technical Education has developed a podcast series dedicated to middle school career exploration. Over five episodes, we will hear from a variety of practitioners diligently working in the space of middle school career exploration, as they share their thoughts and ideas on why and how exploring careers in middle school is important to the development of adolescents. With us today is Bo Bundrick, who is the Director of Career and Technical Education and his colleague, Kenny Bowens, who's the coordinator of Career and Technical Education in Louisa County Public Schools in Louisa, Virginia. Welcome, fellas.
1: Thanks for having us. This is Bo Bundrick here. We appreciate the opportunity um, to discuss the title of Career career and Technical Education and also Career Explorations with you today. This is Kenny Bowens. Uh, I gotta give
2: you, first of all, good credit on the name pronunciation. Not a lot of people get that, so thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we're certainly glad to have you guys. It's interesting that we've got the two of you on the line with very similar but also distinctly different job titles. So I'm, I'm, maybe we can just start this conversation. If you'll tell us what it is that you do, what your work involves, and, and maybe what the average day looks like in the lives of Bo and Kenny.
1: Well, this is Bo. I'll start. Um, it's a it's kind of a unique thing that we have here As Kenny and I both went through the interview process back a year ago, we're starting our second year in this position. Um, I mainly do all the work-based learning coordination for all of our students, uh, 6 through 12. As far as career career exploration, we do apprenticeships, internships, and all the work-based learning codes here in the state of Virginia. Um, I also help co-evaluate our secondary staff. We have 22 staff members at the middle and high school. So we do that um, with our talent ed evaluation system. So we ob- observe, obviously, the uh, classroom observations and, and obviously um, do end-of-year uh, meetings and progress with our staff. In addition to that, like I said, I do coordinate a lot of our uh, business partnerships, employers and sponsors that hire our students coming into our apprenticeship and internship program. So, of course, that takes a lot of time and attending all the state Division level meetings that we have to go to for work-based learning, and as well as our CTE conferences. Um, Kenny Isn't here. So um,
2: one of the things that uh, <clears throat> my main role is in the classroom. So I, I work with all the teachers on uh, projects. So they come to. We have about 24 staff between uh, middle school and high school, and they'll come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I'm struggling with this in the classroom," or. Uh, This machine's broken, or I really want to start a project where we bring, you know, bees to campus or any number of things. So basically, my job is rubber meets the road, help them get things done. So uh, I really enjoy it. I I was a teacher, a career and tech ed teacher for seven years. This is my uh, second year starting out of the classroom, and and I really like the fact that I get to work with so many different individuals and take their passion and the things that they want to do for students and help them help I I say I'm a barrier remover so whenever there's something in the way that's going to stop you from doing something you call me and let me figure out all that and you you know you keep focusing on the kids so I'm really excited about my role here Uh, we just got back from the uh, bacteria conference last week and one of the things that everybody asked us so I kind of want to touch on it for a minute is how are there two of you Uh, the answer to that question is that Bo beat me out in a job interview that's how there's two (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: um, but in all seriousness, was uh, they started, they were just looking for one person, and they were really, really smart in the way they did. They brought in a lot of stakeholders on this interview. I think the first panel was uh, 13 or 14 people. So when you walk into an interview, you sit down, there's 14 people staring back at you. That um, lets you know right off the bat that the school division was serious about career and technical education. Um, so through the process, they realized that all the things they wanted to accomplish and all the great ideas that you know myself and Bo and I'm sure other people they talked to had, uh, there was no way one person could do that. So they stepped up to the plate, and they created two positions, which I think is people always ask us, like, how are you so successful? And I always answer back. It's not necessarily that, you know, I'm amazing, or, I mean, Bo might disagree. He's he's pretty amazing. But um, it's the fact that we have the support here to get done all the things that we need to get done, and we have the manpower to make it happen. So,
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. Would, this is Bo again. I would like to add to that as well. Um, when we went through the interview process, we like as Kenny alluded to earlier, we we both went through the same interview. And as as we kind of developed over a, a wide variety of candidates, they found two skill sets that I, they thought were obviously very supportive of our program moving forward. And our board of supervisors and our school board, along with our central office administrative staff, had this program and this vision teed up before we were actually hired. So they really wanted to to have the program aligned with, with the right people, and fortunately, I think when all this came together, we had the right support system, as Kenny mentioned. I mean, we interviewed in front of over 20 people, two, two, separate, two separate panels at two different times, and obviously, I think our skill sets that we brought to the table um, were supportive of the vision, and our superintendent, uh, Mr. Doug Straley, is really passionate about this vision, so um, he was one of the main characters in, in making sure all this kind of developed into and his vision as well, but we had great support of school board, board of supervisors, and school community officials.
0: That sounds great. You know, Kenny, when you were chatting, you said something interesting, and I wanted to ask both of you guys. Kenny, you said you're, you're a former career and tech ed teacher. Bo, are you also a former CTE teacher? And if so, I'm wondering what content area you guys taught in.
2: Go ahead, Kenny. Um, so I did a little bit of, of everything. I started, I taught three years in middle school, and, and when I came out of college, I thought, man, I really love middle school, and uh, was, anybody who teaches middle school knows it takes a special person to teach middle school. Um, so I, after that, I said, you know, I really want to try secondary. Um, so I taught four years of, um, I was a technology education teacher, by the way, but so I taught four years at a high school, and I went from a very large school division to a small school division, and I found that I am a big fan of small school divisions. The only downside to small school divisions is you have small staff. So I became a very, uh, I like to say, skilled teacher at at switching my contents pretty quickly. So I taught um, photography, um, digital video, which was basically we had a TV broadcasting show that went live every morning. Um, And then I taught CAD, engineering, um, and I even taught um, teachers for tomorrow for a year. Uh, so that was challenging in a way, but it was also, you know, I was never doing the same thing twice during a day. So at least it, it made the day go pretty
1: quick. And and this is Bo again. I am not a traditional um, CTE candidate. I actually uh, started out in the health and phys ed world um, coaching and served in different levels as assistant principal, athletic director principal, and then moving into an assistant principal role prior to this job, I was supervising the CTE department at a high school in Northern Virginia, and that's really what um, what drove me to consider this pathway on forward in my administrative career, but most importantly was the influence from my son. Um, as a middle schooler, he was involved in a very uh, rigorous and successful ag program in the classes that he took, and he's a member of FFA. And obviously going through that program with him as a parent, seeing how he developed as a young man and learning the skills that he did, uh, I mean, that's part of the reason that that I took this route.
0: All right. Well, you know, Ken, when you were chatting, you said you used to teach middle school, and I'm glad you did because this podcast series is dedicated to middle school career exploration. And so with you, Bo, having been a former administrator, I think both of you guys will certainly bring some rich points to the table for us to discuss as we continue the conversation. I'm thinking about Louisa County Public Schools, and I wonder if you could share some information with us about the student population that you serve there.
1: Yeah, we um, we are a rural county. Uh, like I said, in between two cities, Charlottesville and Richmond, we have about 36,000 residents. Um, over over uh, a vast majority of our, our rural areas, about 511 square miles. Um, we do serve a population, and this is some CTE, this is some um, recent CTE summary data that we have. Um, in our secondary uh, classes, we serve 2,000 males and about over 1,500 females, um, with a majority of that population being white at uh, 20, 2,400, and the rest is broken down into uh, black, Hispanic, Asian, and American Indian. So our, our demographic area is Primarily Caucasian, um, but in our CTE courses, we do have we do have a pretty good mixture there.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. And I'm wondering, um, so there in Louisa County, well, actually, you, you might even be able to chat about the state, I guess. But I'm wondering if you have any initiatives or what you're doing in the space of middle school career exploration.
1: Well, this is Bo again. I'll start with the career exploration side and kind of let Kenny chime in on how he works with with programming. Um, the first thing that we did for, for for middle school is is we designed a course guide that was very um, intuitive and very pick, it was a picture uh, collage with a lot of um, with a lot of text boxes and kind of pathway oriented, if you will, to create a model for middle school students as they come into the high school program to pick their courses um, so they could kind of see a pathway of where it would take them eighth or ninth through 12th grade. We, do offer, we do offer a course in career exploration and, and our Virginia Department of Education has endorsed this program and, and obviously mandated it this year. So we're doing that, we're, we're doing a course and we also have a program, web-based program, uh, career assessment and career exploration called Major Clarity. And it is a web-based program where sh- students can keep their own profile and also do academic planning inside of that portal. Um, does that so travel
0: we, with yeah. them on the high school? I'm sorry? Yeah, does that travel with them on high school if they build it in that portal while in middle school?
1: Yes, they will have a profile and an account so they can access that through high school, yes. And Major Clarity is a newer
2: company. This is Kenny, so every time Bo says Major Clarity or I say Major Clarity, we get $5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I'm kidding, but it, that's worked out really well, and, and another thing that we do is um, in the state of Virginia, we have um, workplace readiness skills built into every single class, so the first, um, it's about 20 or so competencies are all focused on, and some people call them soft skills, and I don't, I don't like that term because I think that they're um, some of the mo- most important skills we have are things like being to work on time, you know, um, honesty, integrity, but part of that is also career exploration. So in every class that we teach, um, every student has to do some type of a project where they look at careers within that, that class that they're taking. So, for instance, if they were taking a business class, um, I was just in our high school the other day, and they were doing presentations on what type of careers they could get into, and they look at things like job outlooks, projected. They look at all that data so they can uh, make decisions on is this the right career for me or not, so um, we spent a lot of time talking about careers with them, and, and one of the things that, that I'm really trying to push this year is getting kids to understand the importance of experience, um, because with it every job you look at nowadays, um, they're looking three, five years experience, and if you're coming straight out of high school or college, it's, it's hard to, to get that, and it's hard to compete, so we're really just trying to make them aware of, of where, what they need to do in order to get the careers that they want to have in the future.
0: So you got me thinking with, uh, with that, co- first, Kenny, I should say, you're not the first guest on this show to say that you don't like the phrase soft skills, and I'm right there with you. I'm not a, a big fan of that phrase anyhow. When you say you want the, the students to understand the importance of experience, I'm wondering, how do you provide career experiences to middle school students? Because in high school, if they're in a career tech ed course, it may be a little bit easier to facilitate or to implement with work-based learning and initiative, but are you able to do that in the middle
1: school? Yeah, what we do is um, obviously through that through that web-based portal, Major Clarity, they have they have different levels of videos where a student can actually log in and see what that job looks like, uh, like basically on-the-job video. They they built those in, but in addition to that, we bring our eighth graders over on a transition day and we show them what that course looks like from day to day, and then we talk to them about what the next step is after you earn a credential or take up or go into that pathway. And I'll be meeting with the, all the entire eighth grade class coming up soon, either right before holiday break or in the second semester in January. And before they choose their courses, I will talk about our work-based learning models, which is endorsed by the Virginia Department of Ed. And it's, it's more so for that level, it would be job shadowing, mentoring, and some type of extended internship. Um, where they would um, where they would be subject to going on the job, just job shadowing or walking around the facility or a company and learn more about the programs and the jobs that they're interested in.
2: And another oh, that's thing to add in is um, a lot of our, our clubs and activities, our CTSOs are, are a great way for them to get that experience too because that puts them out, um, for instance, like FFA, TSA, uh, FCCLA, I just threw a lot of acronyms at you because in education, we use them all the time. Uh, but, you know, that gets them out there with professionals because a lot of the professionals volunteer their time at those organizations. And a lot of those um, competitions are about, you know, what type of job opportunities and careers are out there and how can we be ready for them. So I think those are great things, too, that sometimes we overlook because they don't happen during the school day, but they're a big part of our, um, our CTE program.
1: You know, Kenny. One thing I forgot to add was also the reality store. Um, we have a day is right before spring break that our that our middle school counselors organizing all our community members step up and participate in this event. And they have a reality store where you have all your middle school students walk through the gym and they have this um, they have a checklist and they have to to go through and, and rent an apartment, buy a car, you know, get a job, pay rent. So it's, it's basically preparing them for the next level and then what type of job would help support their lifestyle.
0: And they do that in what grade?
1: They do that six through eight.
0: Okay. And is that received pretty well?
1: It is. Oh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, Kenny and I have observed the program, and we obviously have some, you know, tips or suggestions maybe for improvement, but right now the way the program is, it, it works well, and we're also going to include our high school students this year. I just had a conversation with our middle school staff that they're going to bring in the juniors and seniors who are on that pathway to employment and have that peer-to-peer relationship to meet with the middle schoolers versus yeah. some of the business owners or sponsors. So they, they're going to diversify the um, you know the um, the tables and the exhibits there. So y'all are
0: doing quite a bit in Louisa. What is it that drives the work in your district around middle school career exploration? Like, why why such a heavy push?
1: Well, because as I, as I mentioned before, our community is embracing this model, um, and obviously the national recognition that CTE is now gaining. Um, and and I tell you, just as Kenny said too, I I would agree with him in working with a smaller division. There's a lot of intimate conversations that are had around the table with our county leadership and also some of our state leaders, our our representatives, our congressmen, our senators, and we we have a great relationship through all of that, all those conversations to talk about what's best for Louisa County's future. And our biggest push right now is the career exploration and keeping our workforce here locally within our region versus basically seeing the taillights drive away every morning and, and sending out good talent to other parts of our region. We really want to embrace and kind of keep our folks home, if you will, because we do have a lot to offer here. Um, I mean, the largest employer right now, we have Walmart distribution, we have the school system, we have Dominion Energy, who has a a nuclear power plant here. So we have a lot of good jobs and trades as well within our region. So that is one of the main components, I think, Kenny, that I see, and you can can piggyback on that, but I think that's where we are.
2: Yeah, I think a big push, you make a good thing about middle school. Sometimes middle school gets forgotten
1: in the in the kind of shuffle of things. But one of the
2: reasons why we can't forget it is because we've implemented last year, and it's been very successful in our second year now division-wide, of our STEAM labs at the elementary school. So every single one of our students spends an hour a week in these STEAM labs. They're doing hands-on um, creativity, critical thinking, problem solving. And they're talking about careers, and they're talking about pathways. And so the big conversation becomes now, okay, so when they get to middle school, they have an expectation. Um, They've already been aware of these things, whereas before they were coming in as a sixth grader and they might go into an ag class or a technology education class. This is the first time they're experiencing that. Now they've had up to, you know, six years of um, hands-on learning and activities, and they're ready for more. So it's kind of challenged us a little bit as leadership to make sure that we're ready for them when they come through the doors. So uh, that, that's put a big focus on our middle schools as well.
1: And, and I'd like to add something to what Kenny said, if you don't mind. He made a good point about the elementary schools, and there's, there's, we all do something at the elementary level, With obviously in addition to the STEAM labs, but I'd like to highlight something that our cooperating university down in, uh, in Blacksburg is doing, Virginia Tech, um, and I think, Cheney, you're a graduate of that, correct?
0: Go Hokies. I am a graduate of Virginia Tech.
1: No, we won't hold that against you. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we- we got to get football on the right track. They're heading in that direction, but I am—I'm a—I'm a, I'm a hokey fan. Our superintendent. The topic is fans. middle
0: school career exploration. Let's stay I, on top. Yeah
1: we're, getting, yeah, we're getting. there. Okay. So what I was saying is, what what we do at the elementary level, um, through the sponsorship of Virginia Tech, they offer programs to our schools and counselors called Virginia Career Views, and it's a kid search. And there's a website out there. It's called VirginiaCareerView.org. They have a lot of great resources for our elementary teachers, administration, and counselors, and we are fusing this into our elementary career exploration curriculum. But in addition to that, we have some special things that students, I mean, that schools do. We have a thing called a town center in one of our elementary schools, which is down the road um, here at Trevelyans Elementary. The town center is an actual classroom set up with exhibits in each portion of the classroom that highlights um, counting money different types of trades you can get into, working okay. with your hands. So those are those are some really neat things as well. Um, and also one of the elementary schools has our high school students go down and we coordinate a career fair where all the high school students teach those clusters versus some outside folks or employers, etc. And we also have traditional career fairs as well. So
0: I appreciate the attention to the elementary school um, that you're doing also. Can you describe the process of creating elementary and middle school career exploration activities and programs? Like, how, how do you approach that?
2: Uh, so I'll start off with that. As I said earlier, as a middle school teacher and a high school teacher, when I came on board and they said, uh, elementary school STEAM, I was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> a different level. So I think the key to that is um, there are, when you go down to elementary schools, there are a lot of great teachers that know how to manage students of that age. They know how they think. Um, So it's about working with them because they have never, other than going to a high school, haven't worked in a high school to see all the different pathways, all the different careers. So for me, it's a lot about exposure and talking to those teachers and saying, okay, um, here's what I would do with high school students. How would we do this with elementary school students? And then they'll say, oh, yeah, you could never do it like this. But then they'll, they'll give us the kind of technique. So we go in and kind of create um, individualized kind of like little bit of lessons. And like I said, we implement a lot of it in the STEAM lab. So we have a lot of units where we talk about um, what are careers, and a lot of it's very basic stuff with them, so I'll give you an example. We have a Makerspace unit. So one of the activities we came up with was come up with a career that you might be interested in. So, okay, I want to be a police officer. Okay, now using materials in the Makerspace create some type of an object that would relate to that career. So they might make like a policeman or a woman's belt. Um, or something like that are bad. So it's just different ways of getting them thinking about careers and then you start talking to them about, you know what are the requirements for us? what does this job look like? What do you do in this career? Um, so again, it, we're at the most basic levels at elementary school, but I think it's important because it's the building block that sparks the interest to keep them talking about it all the way through middle school and all the way through high school to the goal of getting them highly educated apprenticeships and employed. Okay. So
0: what I really like about what you said is how you basically go to the, the younger grades teachers for the expertise on how to tailor those programs for younger students. And, you know, I appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of our listeners may be high school career and tech ed teachers who are wondering, how can I engage with middle school students or how can I engage with elementary students when I'm, I'm a content expert when it comes to high school, but younger students might be a little more intimidating. So that's a really great point. And you've hit on this a little bit, but I wonder if you could maybe elaborate more on on why you all think it's important for middle school students to think about their future career possibilities.
1: I'll take it from here. This is Bo again. I I think where we are, and we alluded to it earlier as the word soft skills, we we teach character ed and professional skills. Let's use that term. As far as, you know, being on time. Integrity, all those different, all those different character traits and job skills that we're looking for. We teach, we try, we're trying to fuse those in at the middle school level to create a mindset that it's this is where this is where you need to be in order to be successful. Because we all know the data, and we talk to many employers throughout our region, and and they know that if they can get a young man or young woman to work on time every day, they will teach them the technical skills to be a good employee. But what we're trying to do at that level is is fold in the, we're trying to get the technical skills and the academic rigor together to enhance that student's profile and, sure. and basically start having conversations with them so they can too have conversations in their household about next steps and how, to, how do I become a, a tradesman or how do I get into business or whatever their job ambitions are. It's really, it's really a, a family, uh, community support that we wrap around, and, and we think right now we're doing it uh, in, a, in a very good way, but obviously there's ways to improve.
2: Yeah, I think uh, just to add to that, um, you know, uh, it's a kind of a personal thing for me. I, I think one of the most important things that we can pass on to the next generation is, is how to be a good people and how to be hard workers. And, and I think that's something that we may have lost a little bit along the way, um, just from a little bit of personal experience, I mean, I, to with me you, I'm 30 years old. So I'm a little young, uh, freshly 30 in this career. And I go around the country and I'll, I'll go to conferences, events and people will say, even some of my own staff, they say, man, you must be really smart to be in the position you're in. And my answer back is I'm not really smart, I'm a hard worker um, and I have the ability to learn. So that's the number one thing I think we can pass on to our youth is if you wanna be successful in careers and, and, you know, take it far, Take every, work hard, take every opportunity you have, and always be willing to learn. And I think one of the things I applaud Virginia the entire state is we talk about our, our five C's, and they're the things that we really want our, our students to know when they leave uh, or be able to do, and that's, you know, creativity, critical thinking, uh, citizenship, collaboration, and I'm going to miss the fifth one here because I'm communication. I'm sorry. Communication. Uh, um, what's that? Is it communication? It is. It's communication, yes. There it is, and, number um, five. So, Yeah, so so those are really important to us, and that's something that really guides me all the way through when I'm working with the students is, are we making sure they're doing these things every day? Because when I look back on my own career, and I've had some jobs, well, careers and jobs that really I I didn't have the training for, but if you go in and, and you can show people that, hey, if you put me in this position, I'll learn it, and I'll do a great job for you, I mean, that can take you a long way. Um, so for me that's that's one of the things that drives me every day is how do I get up and come to work and show these students to make sure that their lives are better every day going forward because they've experienced uh our program.
1: And and I would say too as well, Kenny, that and, and Chaney, we we have to we have to be role models of passion. Um you can't I mean you can't teach passion, that has to be somewhat in, intrinsic, but we have to be role models of of being Good stewards of, hey, like you said, job skills, showing people, showing our young people that we have to be there on time. You got to have some integrity. You got to do what you say you're going to do. And, and I will say that overall, um, having been so immersed in this community and learning more and more about our population, I, I would say that's a common theme here. So it's it's great that we have that support from from the outside, where people just say, well, you know, the schools will take care of it, you know, all that. We can't do it all, so I will say we do hold hands as a community to create that culture.
0: Now, I, I like what you said there. I'm going to repeat that here in just a minute. So,
1: knowing that you're both working
0: for the entire with the entire county around Career and Tech Ed, certainly when you go into the CTE programs, especially at the secondary level, you hear a lot of noises. Uh, so, this this next question is, is more of a, a personal question, and it doesn't have to be CTE-related, and uh, Bo will have you answer first, and then, Kenny, you can answer second. So, thinking about sounds and noises, Bo, what is a sound or a noise that you love?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. I have to say that if, if it's noisy, in other words, if it's banging and clanging and hammering and nail guns going off, and all of that as you walk through our – if you were walk through our campuses, the way they're set up, we, we were able – Kenny and I both are able to do that at any given time, to leave the office and go straight into the classroom and work with teachers. So hearing all those noises, I would think, combined means that we're teaching skills, job skills, um, you know, math, science, problem solving. We're doing all that. Under one big roof, teaching over fifty-two courses, fourteen clusters. Um, I would say that I couldn't. I wouldn't pick a, a particular one over the other, but it's just the busyness of it. The noise means that we're doing things in that lab setting, and we're not sitting behind a desk, and teachers aren't lecturing. So that's that's what's appealing to me.
2: All right, can, how about you? I, yeah, I can say without a doubt, I love when I go into an automotive shop and I hear them taking off tires—the sound <laughs> of that air ratchet. Um, there's yeah. nothing more safety, and and it's a little bit odd for me. It's almost like uh, being a veteran of of war in some ways, because when I was a teacher, you you never had your back to a machine. I mean, if you heard the miter saw going or you heard the bandsaw running, you usually had an eye on those kids at all the time for safety. So when I'm kind of walking through a, a classroom and I hear like the pop of a nail gun or something. I always jump. I still jump and kind of turn around, like, oh, what? You know, what's who's using? It? And then I realize, like, hey, there's a teacher running this show, and I don't have to worry about it as much. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's awesome to just walk around and, and hear all the work being done and all the learning and the good conversations between. It, it, it's so much more one-on-one. I had a principal tell me, uh, Chris Collier, if he's listening, <laughs> uh, a good guy. He said, you know, you're like you're like 20 students' grandfathers in there. He observed me. He said. You're walking around calmly watching them make mistakes, telling them, you know, oh, you know, point the drill this way instead of this way. Don't put that screw in. You're going to split it. They say, yeah, right. Then they put the screw in and it splits. And you're like, I told you. Um, so, you know, I kind of, when I thought back, to that, I was like, that's kind of interesting. You know, my grandfather died when I was young. I never got the opportunity to, to work out in the shop with him and learn things like that. So, to, And a lot of students nowadays don't just because of family reasons or things. So yeah. when you think about the impact you have on a young adult by teaching them how to how to do those things. I mean, there are a lot of students out there that 10 years from now will probably be thinking back to, yeah, balance taught me how to drive the screwing like that. And I, you know, I would never know that. So that right. impact is something that, that always stays with me, especially when I hear students working.
0: I, I like it. It sounds good. So thinking about our conversation today, three points I think can summarize our conversation quite well. And one is, Bo, what you said, when working with middle school students around career exploration, It's important that we be role models of passion because you can't teach passion, but we can at least let students see what passion looks like in us. And in doing so, we try to communicate the importance to students of having experiences that help them prepare for their future careers And we work in this space of middle school career exploration and career and tech ed so that we can keep our talent home, keep talent at the local level, and and we really view that as a workforce development initiative. And I think those are all great points that you make. So again, to those to our guests who are listening today, we had Bo Bundrick, who's the director of career and technical education and Kenny Bowens, who is the coordinator of career and technical education with Louisa County Public Schools in Louisa, Virginia. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. Kenny, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm glad we connected, and um, hopefully as as we share ideas and and information about future exploration, I'd love to be a part of this, and I appreciate once again the opportunity, and thanks again. All
0: right, guys. Well, thank you much. Have a good afternoon.